what we try to do each and every week is give everybody a value-added mindset. Uh, we can add something to what you do to make your job more effective and, and uh, uh, more profitable for you. And one of the things I wanted to sh cover today, I spent some time, quite a bit of time, with J.B. Uh, Burns yesterday talking about the final expense. Uh, not that everybody on this call is going to do that, but one of the things he brought up to me, <coughs> which I found interesting, he said, we only allow agents to write with American Memorial Life. They don't have any guaranteed issue products. They only use that. And he said, we use the interview as the process to be used for training our agents thoroughly on our products. And I said, well, what do you mean by that, training them thoroughly? He says, it's amazing how many times agents assume that the client's going to get a modified uh, product. They hired an agent about six weeks ago through the Equus system, and the first two weeks he wrote 17 guaranteed issue products because he had access to them, was trained on them before. And what he found was all but two of those would have been issued through American Memorial Life either, uh, either as a, an immediate death benefit or as a modified one. And the modified is much better than the guaranteed issue. Since he has had to call uh, underwriting, uh, they either told him, you're either going to call underwriting and do the phone interview or we're going to terminate you because we just can't tolerate that. Since then, he's written one. So he did 17 in the first two weeks, and he's done one in the last 30 days. And I, I thought, man, that is a system that we need for agents to understand how you learn. And, and I, I say that because, guys, at least several times a week, two to three times a week, an agent will call me and says, well, I'm going to have to go here with this one because he's got type 2 diabetes or he's got blood pressure. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, have you not read an agent guide? You know, because blood pressure is a non-issue with most of our carriers on just about anything, and type 2 diabetes is a standard risk on our mortgage protection products. So it is important, and I'm starting to see now, how they used that process to train their agents. So having said all that, uh, just make sure that you start becoming more aware and, and calling risk assessment when, first off, go through the agent guide to see who will take this. And now, that doesn't mean they will. It means they might. So if you find out three companies say, no, we won't touch that, but one says they might or they will, then contact that carrier to see with the circumstances you have to see who will uh, go ahead and write that case. I wanted to go over this morning. I hope that helps give you an idea of that's, that's a classic example of learning how the life insurance companies think because the life insurance companies all operate on the golden rule. And that rule is he that has the gold <laughs> rules. So we need to start thinking the way they think so we can better help our clients. Um, I started last week on how I raised myself from failure to success in selling. And the purpose isn't just to go through the book. The purpose is how do we take what's in the book and apply it to what we're doing at Equus Financial doing mortgage protection or whatever we're talking about. And uh, uh, chapters 7 and 8 are two that I, I want everybody to take the time to read and really digest and think what the, it's about. But 
when you start on in uh, beginning of chapter seven, Frank uh, had the appointment with a guy, and he sat down and prepared his opening statement. Now he wasn't dealing with just one thing like we are mortgage protection. He was an insurance agent that covered everything, but he sat down and prepared his opening statement. Then based on the needs of the client, he prepared 14 questions that he was going to ask during the presentation. After he prepared the 14 questions on things that he felt were appropriate to lead the client where he needed to, then he arranged and organized them in the proper sequence. And fear of loss was the biggest thing that he had to zero in on this particular client. And the way his opening statement was this. He asked the question, he said, you know, if you woke up last night in the middle of the night and realized that your fire protection expired at midnight, what would be the first thing you do? He said, well, first off, he said, I wouldn't sleep at all that night. And the very first thing in the morning, I would call and get it reinstated. Well, what Frank was doing was establishing how important and what fear there is if this guy lost his business because the fire would have wiped him out and he'd have been bankrupt. I thought that was a brilliant way to go. Um, now, keep in mind, this sale that I'm going to be talking about today was a $250,000 whole life policy for a 46-year-old smoker back in the 30s. And when you realize the size of that sale, guys, the commission on that was more than a year's income just on that one sale. Because most of the policies sold back in those days, I mean, a $10,000 policy then was huge. So I'm saying that because I want you to understand um, how important this was to him and the client, but the, the questions that he asked were incredible here. Now, when he gets to the client's house, he, or to the office, he goes through the explanation of the fire insurance being canceled. Now, when he sits down with the guy, the client has 10 proposals in a stack laying on his desk. Three of those were from personal friends. One was a very, very, very close friend that he played golf with two to three times a week. And his opening statement to Frank was, you're probably wasting your time and mine. And, but Bettinger, what he, what he did is he had crystallized what the client's need was, and then he was going to change the client's need uh, into a crystallized picture of what happens without this insurance. All right now, the $250,000 wasn't just a life insurance policy. It was, but there was more to it than that. And we're going to talk about this in terms of mortgage protection in a minute. It was $250,000 of life insurance in order for him to secure a loan to expand his business and or run his business. The guy was in the silk uh, import business, and for him to order the silk, he had to pay for it through a loan before it was shipped to him. So it was paramount, it was imperative that he had this insurance because the insurance or the banks, they had faith in, in the client, but they did not have faith in the industry. So a requirement for the loan was his $250,000 life insurance policy. Without the loan, he could lose his business. Um, he's healthy today, and what if over the next 48 hours he got bronchitis? And he's laying all these scenarios out here, 
and pointing out that if he gets bronchitis, which is a common thing, well, the insurance company is going to want to postpone him getting that insurance until they determine whether or not it is truly bronchitis that's going to go away in 7 to 14 days or it's something that might be chronic. And they're not going to just take the uh, 14-day route. They're probably going to take two to three months. If he waits two to three months to get this because of the bronchitis, this could shut his business down or cripple it. Okay. Would the le- and one of the questions is, would the lender possibly postpone you getting this loan? And the answer was yes. So now you, I've laid this, this scenario for that sale and how it went down, and he does get the sale. But let's analyze what happened during the sales process. Well, first off, he made an appointment showing his respect for the client's time by having an appointment rather than just trying to muscle his way in past the, the front uh, uh secretary. Now, when we set an appointment doing mortgage protection, let's emphasize we're valuing the client's time. For example, we might say, uh, John, when we set the appointment, I want you to understand I respect your time. In fact, I respect both of our times. We are very busy, but I will make every effort to be there at 6 p.m. If because of traffic I'm running a few minutes late, I'll make every effort to let you know and keep you posted. What's the probability you're going to get a a call canceling that appointment after taking that approach? It's going to happen occasionally, but when you pointed out how much you respect their time, how busy you are, and you're doing this because you respect both of your times, guys, that's going to give you a slight edge over everybody else that just, I'm going to be in your neighborhood at 6 o'clock or on Tuesday. How does 6 o'clock sound? But when we set that specific appointment, let's, let's set the posturing on that as well. Now, I will point out to you, after 20 years in the business, I still cringe when I hear about agents double booking a time because I have always valued the client's time. haven't been as vocal about it as I just was suggesting you be here, but they could tell from the way I talked on the phone that I cared and that this was important for me to make sure they had an opportunity to find out what we had. It was more about them than it was about me in that process. Now, the second part of his uh, presentation was the fact that Frank was prepared. Uh, He had prepared the illustration, and he did that after he set the appointment for uh, to meet the guy. Then, Frank set an appointment to do the physical exam. Now, for a quarter of a million dollar policy, guys, this is not a paramedic exam where they come in and take blood and urine. They come in, they give you an EKG, they give you a host of tests. It'd be like getting a $10 million policy today. They're going to go through your health history with a fine-tooth comb. Well, Frank had the appointment at uh, 1045 in the morning to meet with the client, and the exam scheduled for 1130, just before lunch so that his blood would be proper. Um, He didn't do it with the idea that he was assuming the sale, but he did it to protect his client from an an unexpected event that would either postpone him getting the coverage, which would cripple his business, or prevent him from getting the coverage completely. Frank spent time preparing, is my point. Now, in the preparation, what were some of the things that were important here? Well, his opening statement, That was extremely important, talking about 
if you lost your fire insurance, how quickly would you fix that problem? The questions that he would, uh, that would lead his client to realize what life would look like without coverage. See, in this case here, with no insurance, there was no loan. With no loan, there was no expansion of the business. Or without the insurance, without the loan, the, in, the, the company would cease to exist. So po the possibility of loss to the company was huge. And it all revolved around this life insurance. Now, he established the key issue here. And the key issue was credit. Without the credit, everything came to a, uh, a stop. And you'll see why that's so important here in just a moment. Because what the agents were doing, they never established what the key issue was. What's the key issue with our clients here? If we aren't able to cover them for mortgage protection or foreclosure protection, the family loses the home. And that's got to be something that we, we, we zero in on and talk about a lot. See, the other salespeople allow the client and themselves to look at the key issue as being the insurance, not the unintended consequences of what happens without it. And this is why no blood work can be such a valuable tool that is overlooked. For example, and guys, when I use examples here, I do not remember the agent. But somebody this week talked to me about a client who said, well, New York Life is our agent and we have to talk to them. Well, see, the thing of it is, Frank made the comment in his presentation. He said, I can do something today that no one else can do. I have the exam set up and I can have this policy issued in 48 hours. Any other agent... If you call them back today and say they want to buy in, you want to buy the insurance from them, it's going to be several days before they can get in here and get your exam scheduled. They're going to schedule the exam with a doctor that doesn't do everything. The insurance company is going to get the information from that doctor's exam, then order you to go to a specialist, and we're looking at weeks before this could happen. All the while, if anything happens during those weeks, you could be without insurance and or postpone uh, or decline completely. So he made the point that I can do something no one else can do. Guys, we can do something no one else can do when we're sitting in that house. For example, if we're doing a forester's case, they literally bind the coverage on a strong foundation that day based on the client's health that day. So if they can answer no to all the questions legitimately, and you leave them with a, uh, a um, uh, I'm sorry, what? Temporary insurance. Temporary insurance agreement. They're covered based on their health that day. Now, if this policy gets issued in one to three days, they've got coverage and they're good to go. They don't have, they're allowing literally the company to take the risk. We need to understand that, okay? Uh, what is the key issue when, when we're talking about the uh, the homeowners or the mortgage protection coverage, the key issue is what happens if we're not able to help you. See, with no mortgage protection, foreclosure is usually a matter of months away. Uh, family loses a father, a home, and their dreams become a tragedy. And a good question at that point to ask would be, Mary, what would you have to do 
if John doesn't come home in six weeks or six months or a year due to a car wreck or heart attack. See, we need to establish just like Frank did with this client about not getting the loan. We need to address this in such a way that the client realizes on mortgage protection what life looks like. You know, if he hadn't come home yesterday, what's life look like today? And then we ask, need to ask the question, John, how do you feel about that? Mary losing the kids. See, what happens when John doesn't come home, Mary loses the house to foreclosure. All right, the kids have their life established with friends where they are. They're ripped out of the neighborhood they're in many times, either to live in a, a less expensive apartment or move somewhere to another city or another state to live with a family member. Yes, they've got a place to go, but their life is a tragedy. And, and we can come, see, when we look at that tragedy that's out there, compare the tragedy to the cost of the insurance the cost of the insurance guys should be insignificant. If we do a really good job of pointing out, now keep and remember, the average sale for mortgage protection is what? It's about $85 a month. Guys, that's $3 a day. So we can prevent that tragedy. We can prevent this family being ripped up from their home. We can prevent the kids having to change schools, and you know how bullies are to kids that move to a new school, we can save and prevent all of that for $3 a day. Now, let me ask you this question. If you've done a good job of preventing that or selling that idea of for $3 a day, we can protect your dreams, who wouldn't spend $3 a day to protect their family from losing their home? and having to move to a cheap apartment or out of the state or to another part of the state. See, when we really fully understand what the tragedy looks like without that, see, many of us are doing just like those other 10 agents did. We're looking at the, the issue as being the insurance. It's not the insurance. It's the tragedy that happens without it. Now, I do want... Let me... Um, I want to cover some of the things that he talked about in the book here. And this was, I thought, very interesting because after the sale was made, the client made the comment. He said, you know, some of my insurance friends are going to be shocked. They've been pushing me around for weeks, knocking each other and trying to show me that their plan is cheaper than the other one. He said, what you did, you made me realize the risk I was taking by waiting and then the client with a grin says, in fact, I became terrified of thinking of the possibility of losing that credit. I decided it would be stupid if I even went to lunch before I had that examination made. Guys, that's the way we need to present what we're doing so that they understand the risk, what life looks like without it. And Frank went on to say that that sale taught him a big lesson to never try to cover too many points don't obscure the main issue and find out what it is and then stay right on tar target then. And he made the comment, he said, you know, what I did is I established the keynotes. And the keynotes were to remember the points he wanted to cover, cover them in a logical order. That's why the in-home presentation that we have on the video and the ones that you see uh, that Equus has, it appears that it just kind of, oh, this is what they do. No. Every one of these presentations that people do 
are orchestrated and put together in a logical sequence to bring them to the conclusion to buy something. Now, I'm not saying that all the people that are doing those presentations fully understand that part of it. They just know that works through trial and error. But by staying brief and being on point, that makes all the difference in the world. Frank made the comment, he said, first I made notes, then I made keyword notes, I reviewed the notes again and again and again until I knew exactly what I was going to say and how I was going to say it because that gave him confidence. You've heard me say many times, you know, the key to this is by knowing what you're going to say, it builds confidence and understanding how you sound. That's why practice, practice, practice makes all the difference in the world. He went on to point out, he said, I prepared 14 questions. Um, of those 14 questions, I organized them in a logical sequence on which one was important first, and he actually used 11 of those. Now, what the whole purpose in this was, was to arouse fear. Because he said, I understand one thing. Two factors move men to action, desire for gain and fear of loss. And the entire talk to Mr. Booth, who was his client, was based on fear and the unnecessary risk he was taking of losing that $250,000 in, in uh, credit in, in that whole process there. Now, the key to what we're talking about here today is to see things from the other person's point of view and talk in terms of the needs and wants and desires of the client. He went back and pointed out that he used you 67 times in that presentation. He said, when you're writing out your presentation, go through and after you're finished, look at all the places you have I and we and remove that and interject you as much as you possibly can. Because when you're talking about you, what you're doing is you're seeing everything from the client's perspective and when they understand that this is in their best interest, not your best interest, that changes everything. Because stop and think about the mortgage protection. Yes, we go into their thinking that this is for selling. But guys, when the clients need it and use it, you, you should be the first person they think of when tragedy happens. I'll never forget, I sold a sheriff's deputy one time. And three days after he bought the policy, he was in his police car sitting at a traffic light on the corner of Route 3 in front of the Burger King, and he looks up, and he sees this woman coming. And he can tell from how fast she's going, she's not paying any attention to what's in front of her. She had just bought the car, I mean, three miles down the road, was headed somewhere, and was on her cell. Oh, she was adjusting the radio and because none of the buttons were set and plowed into the back of him. And uh, he was very compassionate. He got out to ask how she was doing. He said, but when I saw her coming, he said, I was thinking, thank God I met with Dick on Monday evening to take care of it. And he literally told me that. Thank God I met with Dick on Monday evening to take care of this coverage because he was thinking, if this doesn't turn out well, at least my family is taken care of. Guys, those are the mindsets that we need to establish with our clients when we're going through our presentations on this.